0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 181, part two of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. If you haven't listened to part one of this interview with Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush yet, head back one episode and take a gander at that. Or not, you're the boss of your own life, do it your way, but you'll miss the beginning story the formation of chalk and brush their different backgrounds which all led you know it's part of the the chronological order of the story so i'd say check it out someone else might say check it out but hey you're the boss you you figure it out you decide it's up to you Um, So today is the part two of my interview with Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush. During this part of the interview is where we get into the struggles, the lessons learned. We talk about some mural and uh, illustration job site nightmares. We talk about the mural project that they are working on right now that is five city blocks, literally five city blocks of murals. Gosh, I couldn't even imagine. They also share with us the top three projects they are so proud to have been a part of and so proud to have done. I won't give too much detail, but I'll just say three things. Shake Shack, Starbucks, Spotify. Yeah. That and so much more in this episode. Cynthia and Ben are amazing people, super talented, and so kind for sharing their story and their time with us. Unfiltered. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, part two of my interview with Cynthia and Ben from Chalk and Brush. Here we go. (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie?
0: Okay guys, I'm sorry to do this, but I have to ask some questions now about the struggles, about some of the challenging times that you've both experienced through your career. Okay. Um, but I'll turn it around and we'll end in a happy place, I promise. <laughs> no worries. So if it's the same answer, feel free to both speak on it. Um, just if it's a different answer, I'm going to start with you, Cynthia. What has been the most challenging period of time in your design or creative career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it?
2: so i think the most challenging time was uh maybe a year or so into it up until about a year or two ago um and i think i just didn't have the confidence as a designer nor maybe the headspace because we were doing everything ourselves Mm -hmm. to step up and say no i don't want to not that i don't want to do this but this is the best way to go um you know to really tell a client let's take it in a different direction. I think before we were really just surviving, mm-hmm. and yeah. if a client said, I want a thousand leaves on this wall, I would just get up there and paint a thousand leaves without maybe thinking like, is this really gonna be the best return on investment for you? Is this the best use of my time? Is anybody gonna care You know yeah. what's really on here? Whereas now, I can really step up in a meeting of you a know, hundred dudes and say like, no, like this is the way we have to take it. This is how you're really gonna get the most bang for your buck. This is what your clients are going to care about. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just look at our feed, you can see in the last like two years, like it just explodes with color and simplicity and space. And um, that's really me just feeling a little bit better about myself as an artist saying like, it's okay that I don't have training. I actually do know what's the best for you. And this is the way we're going to go.
0: So did that confidence just come from more and more projects and as you learned and grew along the way?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um, having no professional training in the field definitely hinders your confidence a little bit, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to design. And it took a while for me to step back and, and see that even in fashion school, like I was just I'm a good graphic designer. I just have a good eye for composition and for layout. And a lot of times that's enough. Like that's it's worked out at least so far.
0: Perfect. Um, ben similar story or what's wh- what do you think what 's been the most challenging period of time in your career
1: um, so I would say there's a couple really like pivotal moments where it was absolutely frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being um, leaving my nur- leaving nursing like that that step yeah. was massive for me um, you know i went to went to college for that. It was something that I was hyper passionate about. Something I was very good at and it was something I saw myself doing for the rest of my life. Uh, you know it it was it was part of my identity essentially it was it was part of who I was. you know when I met people and I introduced myself i w- I'm a nurse i'm I'm a pediatric nurse so that was part of my identity. so mm-hmm. not just the financial you know idea of walking away from a paycheck and and full benefits and retirement, but also walking away from an identity that that I would say still to this day I, I struggle a little bit with. Um, so that being like sort of the first really pivotal moment of, of, of like fright. Mm-hmm. And the next one after that is is when we brought in other employees. Um, you know, there was – the we, we worked so hard for so long, just her and I, that the idea of bringing somebody in and having to pay somebody else mm-hmm. was frightening because I, all I saw was, you know, less money per job, which meant like less money to pay bills. Mm-hmm didn't see was that the ability to then pick up more and more projects. Like, I missed because I have zero business training, I really missed that component. And Sin definitely pushed me hard on it that this is the right thing to do. We really have to do it this way. And, you know, over the years, you know, I've realized that she's right like 99.9% of the time. So
2: I I have
0: this recorded, Cynthia, just so you know.
2: (laughs) know, Just this (laughs) clip, yeah. So.
1: You know, I want it to be my doorbell. <laughs> Your ringtone? <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, when she really pushed me on that, this is the right thing to do, you know, I had, I said, yes, I was like, okay, let's do it. And again, that step was frightening, but that really led to the next major movement in our business of, of growth because we were able to take on more jobs and, you know, we brought in more artists on a per diem basis and we were able to, you know, sort of build, and now we're at the point where we actually have employees.
0: So that first hire, was that to help manage sort of the admin, the estimating, the art side, or was it an artist? Like, who did you bring in first?
2: No, so that was actually, an admin was the last thing we brought (laughs) in, which should have definitely been the first, (laughs) but we brought in an artist. We brought in a lettering artist. Her name is Kat. She still works for us. Um, She's amazing. She hustles um, a lot of times, so she does most of our menu work. She has to work overnights, which... Cat, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we realized that we had to step away from the job sites, uh, still take on the jobs that we want because we do like painting, mm-hmm. we enjoy painting together. We, we miss it a lot sometimes. Um, but we had to take a big step back from that because we couldn't be at a job site and Ben still answering emails and bringing in new work, which is essentially what we have to do. Go mm-hmm. to meetings, bring in new work, oversee design, um, that's yeah. pretty much our
0: job now. Yeah, there's there's a sales aspect to it that you don't always anticipate in the beginning,
1: right? So and that's and that's something that you know again is another struggle is that I despise sales. I despise Which having really to but I'm really good at it. But I'm really good at it, and yeah. that's it's really frustrating. Um, yeah. But you know, my job really, other than you know, site managing, should be you know, meeting with clients and bringing in new work. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed is that when Cynthia and I both go to a meeting together not only do we always land that contract mm-hmm. we're always able to upsell that contract uh, be, you know I, it's yeah. it's a combination so good
0: cop bad cop
1: yeah yeah, you know, yeah it's a combination of us being there together and them you know seeing the you know because at this point now that we're chalk and brush you know people know who we are yeah, they see yeah. us together but at the same time you know cynthia is really good in the in these meetings with her ipad and being able to quickly sketch something out and show the client well, what if we took this other wall and we did this and they, it, their minds are always blown, and it's it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty significant in in terms of the increase in business and, and revenue from just you know her and I going to meetings together.
0: So for these clients, are you actively out there selling, or are you? Is no. it all word of mouth? Like how how are you getting these new customers in?
1: So we do zero marketing. We do we do no um, promotion other than like Instagram promoting a post. Mm-hmm. We don't do any marketing branding. We don't do any uh, advertising. Everything is word of mouth or social media. Instagram has been eh. instrumental in, right. in this business. You know that has been where the vast majority of our business has, has come from. That and just people seeing our work and asking, like, "Hey, who did this?" Um, the very first job that we did together, the first well, actually, the first time we painted together was for a restaurant. Um, that one of the artists that you interviewed, uh, Rob, dude, be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a friend of ours, and and so us three painted that, and that was the first time I had ever painted with Cynthia, and I hadn't painted in many years. And then the first job her and I did together, which was a small restaurant in the Gables, that job, two years later, landed us Starbucks. Wow. So, I mean, it's, you know, that, that, so...
2: Like they just walked in and saw our signature. Um.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So that's why we I mean, we really we're we're definitely appreciative pre- appreciative of every job what we do. Mm-hmm. But we also understand that you know you never know what the, this meeting is going to lead to. You never know what this small project is going to lead to. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe two years down the road. We could have never predicted that we would be working with Starbucks, nor would we have been able to predict that that would have come from this illustration that Sin did at this restaurant.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amazing how opportunities come like that. Um, I want to get a little bit more specific with this next one. Um, I want to hear about a specific design or a specific project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Maybe paint slipped off the wall overnight, whatever it is. Um, I want to hear about that project. What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take us to that?
1: Hmm. So there's, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, challenges with this business, right? So there's, yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, stories in terms of like us, you know, painting this, you know, 15 foot high by 20 foot wide stark white wall um, where we're doing a huge black illustration and about 15 feet up on the lift, I dropped a can of black enamel paint straight down, literally right down the wall. And we had to go through gallons of paint thinner, Pouring yeah. on the wall to try oh to get it God, off uh, and then f- it. And redo that art yeah. piece. But I mean, that's like one of many, many stories. I know you yeah. have quite a few.
2: That's a job site nightmare. Yeah. I have more of like a, I'll be yeah. very vague, <laughs> but I have like a design to execution client nightmare. Um, okay. We had a client, they had a wall, they wanted something on the wall. Um, we had already collected it. Was,
0: a- was that the brief? I want something on this wall
2: it often is
0: yeah Perfect.
2: but no no so they were they were pretty specific actually so they were specific okay. as to what they wanted on the wall i i drew up what they wanted they came back with some some feedback and and the the feedback was basically take it in a completely different direction so we went from illustration to now a lettering piece so i i execute this lettering piece they approve it and then come back and say you know what never mind i'm now working with a designer Here's this like watercolory design. It's already done. You just have to come and do it. So we go, we do it, we match it to the design to the T. Um, days later, the client calls us crying, fully crying, like in tears, cannot contain it. Um, and basically, they were saying you matched it up too exact. It's it's too much, like like the design that I sent you. I thought that you were just gonna kind of do your own thing. what So yes. it was like we had already rung up design like so much we were already way past the edits so mm-hmm. we had already done so much extra design work, came back, executed the piece she gave us just to, to, to kind of be in good terms and, and finish right. a project and then the feedback was that we did it too closely to what they wanted, which is like well. Flips table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did that how did that one end then? Was it just uh, sorry? Thanks for your time. See you later.
2: Uh, you know, ben did a really good job of uh, like managing the phone call. He used his nurse skills <laughs> to keep everything calm. We actually offered, because they did like the, the lettering design, and they had asked about maybe purchasing it for a t-shirt, mm-hmm. so we were like, you know what, maybe just, just keep this design on the house, like, we just, you know, we want you to feel yeah. okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but even that wasn't enough, and I think we just yeah. we just ended it there, just no, nothing else happened, nothing came from it, um, you know, I hope they figured it out.
1: Yeah, uh, what a weird interaction it was yeah. yeah it was definitely bizarre i mean it, it wasn't that was definitely not a normal client interaction but yeah. it was definitely yeah. weird
0: so was that earlier on in your career midway or about a year,
2: it was ago. About a year ago yeah
0: about a year ago yeah. Yeah, so, yeah so even still after all these years you know you you can't predict the bizarre ones oh no no, oh,
2: no. and i mean we have a contract and yeah. we have a lot of different yeah, things then. in place but
1: so i would say and this is, and, and maybe this is common in business. I'm not really sure, but you know, one of the one of these weird things that we run into is that we have a pretty thorough proposal, uh-huh. um, the pages, and it goes through everything. Like breaks down not just what we're doing for you, but also, you know, what our requirements are, everything uh-huh. from financial to on-site management, things like that. And then we follow that with a with a with a like a ten-page legally binding contract that is very detailed and very specific as to what we are are are. Our job is on this job site. Yeah, Uh, client signs it, and then at that point we collect a deposit, and then we move forward. What we do get a lot of is clients who, you know, move through that process, sign the contract, we're good to go, and halfway through the project decide to pull out um, for a variety of reasons, or just anything else happens. You know, they 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 lose their lease, they their their investor backed out. I mean, a million reasons, Mm -hmm. and everyone always wants their money back. So you know, at that point, we've usually gone through the design process, or we're partially through the design process. But I mean, you know, when you you know, as a business, you have to spell out your terms clearly, and you have 100%. to be with people. And what we've noticed is that we have clients who will tell us that they didn't read the contract that yeah. they signed. And they have no problem saying, "Oh, well, I didn't read that," and it, it definitely puts us in this position where then this we is
0: want, a learning curve for you. We yeah. want to be
1: the good guys, but at the same time, we're not a bank. We, you can't, as a business, you can't take in money hold it for a little while, do a little bit of work, and then return it. No. So, you know, yeah. it's those sort of challenges of, of, of dealing with this, you know, this business that we're, we're growing out of nothing, we're creating. I mean, this, there's, no, there's no roadmap for this. There's no, there's no how-to manual for what we're doing, at least with the, in, yeah. with the business that we are creating.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I, and I completely agree with you there that, um, you know, if somebody doesn't read through the contract, then I'm sorry, this is a lesson that you've just learned.
2: Yeah, no, and for us, there's, there's a lot of physical things. Like our artists need to be able to access a wall, and mm-hmm. that's our contract. Like when they get there, there can't be boxes or tables or chairs. So it's a lot more than just like the financial right. risk. Yeah. It's There's just a lot of things in there that Logistics, are that are important in order for us to be able to just get in there, get the job done, not disturb your traffic,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: that they just don't read. It'd
0: <laughs> <laughs> be helpful if everybody read it.
2: Yeah, reading is
1: fun. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt. I mean, it wouldn't hurt.
0: So, Cynthia and Ben, what is something that you're struggling with in your careers right
1: now? Uh, where we sit, actually, is what we're struggling with. I mean, so, that the, looks pretty nice. I, yeah, so the, <laughs> hotel, the hotel that we're in now essentially, I'm living in. Um, this is a, a job that we're doing for a multinational, multi-billion-dollar development firm. Yeah, um, they contracted us to do five city blocks of murals. Wow! Uh, so we're about midway through that process, and unfortunately, we've run into some issues with. Uh, you know some of our subcontractors that are doing some additional work for us So they are no longer uh, on the job site anymore And what that means is we've essentially taken over their scope and because of that, you know, we're here I'm here Monday through Friday. Uh, we I go home on the weekends, um, but this is a, an incredibly challenging uh, Project not just from the scale that the murals are, are massive. I mean, so some of the murals are 36 feet high by a hundred feet long Wow. It, so it's not just it's the scale the volume of work, but also now taking on an entirely different scope, you know, and having to finish that in the same timeline. Yeah. So, I mean, there it's it's wow. a lot of logistical challenges. It's a lot of, you know, demanding physical challenges. It's a lot of, you know, safety, te- safety issues. you know, We've got test. boom
2: lifts going on.
1: Yeah, we're running multiple booms at the same time. You know, it's a, it's a huge, you know, drain on your mentally, emotionally, yeah. you know, things because you want, you know, ultimately... We want people to be happy. You know, our goal is that when we walk away from a job site, we want the client to be happy and 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 into what we created for them. Um, and although you could produce an amazing product, that process can absolutely destroy a relationship for with sure. a client. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a matter of being able to manage all of these things and keep the client happy when they're unhappy, and you know, be able to shift them back into a place where they're they're happy with you mm-hmm. because what. Again, it's what comes from this. You know, This, was, this was, is the biggest project we've ever done by about 10 times. Like this uh, scale and scope and financially, this project is 10 times bigger than anything we've ever done before. And essentially, the, the client let us know that this was our entryway into multiple other large-scale projects. Wow. So really, it's a matter of keeping them happy yeah. and making sure that we're producing a good product because we know this could lead to something much bigger.
0: Mhm. Wow, and it's not often that you know that up front. You're sort of going in to do a project and obviously hoping that they love it and it leads to more business, but knowing that up front, it almost feels like that adds a little bit of pressure to it.
1: Absolutely. And you know, when with this client, it's a client that we had worked with on a very small scale for several years. Mm-hmm. And you know, to their credit, they did tell us for several mm-hmm. years that they had something big coming for us like down the road. They definitely came through on that. Um, but just just the, you know, the the scale of it, and, and, yeah. and knowing that with this contract that we're on now, this wasn't a no-bid contract. So this wasn't something where they went out to several artists and got bids. They essentially handed us a 200-page PDF and said, here's your project, yeah. You know, sub, subcontract if you need to, um, and then this will now lead to other projects. Yeah. So to have a client put something in your lap that massive, yeah. uh, full trust, not ever getting a bid from another artist, is frightening it's absolutely frightening
2: which by the way every client and i'm sure it happens to you guys as well every client tells you like after this i got 20 projects yeah. for you mm-hmm. and almost zero percent of the time has yeah. that ever worked out but these guys we really do trust they're yeah. there are they're good people
1: yeah wow so yeah over the years like every project they've told us hey we have this project it has always gone through <laughs> 100 percent. so i mean this great. is this was our premier like a, essentially a premier client You know, just because of the sky the size of this job, the the size that they are Mm -hmm. and what this could possibly lead to. So I mean it's it's definitely challenging.
0: Wow, that's it's 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 terrifying, but at the same time incredibly exciting, I gotta imagine. Super exciting. Yeah.
2: You get to walk into like a little town square and every building has a mural that we've designed and painted. So that's cool. It's badass.
0: That sounds so cool. Um, okay, I'm going to turn this bus around for you. Tell me now about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, the one that just makes your heart sing.
2: Okay. Uh, okay, so I have three top ones. Okay. So it's really hard because I don't want to, you know. <laughs> no
1: favorites?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I tell you the three? Yep. Okay. <laughs> In no particular order. So the first one um, was a project we designed for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our Starbucks projects, they either in the beginning would give us finished designs or they have already like a parameter. And it's usually something very upscale, like beautifully painted leaves or, you know, something. It's, it's more towards decorative or fine art. But for this one, they were like, we want to get funky. We want to do something cool. It's uh, right between Wynwood and the design district. So they are art district mm-hmm. and art design district.
0: What an exciting thing for them to come to you with. We want to get funky.
2: Yeah. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> finally. Um, so we got to design um, my art. My illustration is very, I don't want to say flat, but I, I actually don't rely on a lot of shading. Mm-hmm. So we designed this very just sort of simple, iconic. Um, it's a woman with pink hair. She's sipping out of like a Frappuccino, but her glasses and the Frappuccino straw are neon. So she lights mm-hmm. up and that project was the first project, at least for Starbucks, and one of the first ones maybe for our company, even though it's a fairly new one, where I feel like it's 100% my style. So it's cool. not too influenced by the client. Mm. So in that same realm, we just completed a mural for Shake Shack, um, which they reached out and they were, same thing, they were like, hey, we just want you to do your thing. And again, my thing is like goofy little illustrations. So it's a mural <laughs> yes. of... It's in Sawgrass Mills, and their mascot is an alligator. And the only thing they requested was a flamingo. So it's uh, an alligator floating on a flamingo floaty, sharing a shake with a flamingo floating on an alligator (laughs) floaty. I I sent out that design, and they approved the first draft. So no edits.
0: Amazing.
2: Their feedback was that it made everybody in their office smile. Perfect. I think that's great. And then the third one is, same thing, for Spotify, we designed a, a mural for their Latin American office. We haven't shared it yet, and it's very, again, very much my style. It's very much illustration. It's flat. There's no shading. The color palette is popping. Um, no edits. Approved on the first run, yeah. and they're happy with it. They want to feature it, so that's what we're doing after we get off of this. We're going to send them all the information. Um so I'm stoked about those three.
0: So you know you need to make a custom playlist now.
2: <laughs> i suck stuck at music, actually. I think um, art has taken away all of my knowledge of cool music.
1: <laughs> it could be age, too.
2: It could be age, yeah. Every time one of my friends, I'm like, do you know anything cool? Well, we just heard of a cool bar- band from NPR the other day, and we were like, wow. Yeah. We are fizzucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when our main,
1: you know, when our main key to, you know, what's relevant is NPR. NPR. Yeah. You know,
0: perfect.
1: Things have changed a little bit in our world. I think.
0: Yeah, no, that explains it all. No need to get into. De- <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. I like some NPR shows. They're great. Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, you guys have reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question. That's where I have a question for you for my last guest. And you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So my last guest was Tom Ross. He's the founder and CEO of Design Cuts out of London in the UK, just south of London, actually. And he wanted to ask, what is one key way? Oh, this question. Okay, I just made the, connected it. This question is an amazing one for you guys. <laughs> what is one key way... You differentiate yourself to stand out in your space.
1: Oh, I can, you want me to?
2: You can take it. Okay. If you got it. So, yeah. So,
1: I mean, we can share it, but um, so, you know, so definitely one of the key things that sets us apart um, from everybody else is that, especially in South Florida, mm-hmm. when you hire someone to paint a mural, because essentially what we're really focusing hard, hard on now is, I think I'm out right, I guess. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, murals is um, is that when you hire a muralist you usually know what you're getting because you know what that muralist style is and mm-hmm. essentially hiring that muralist to come in and paint in your location maybe add some of your 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 branding to it but you know what you're getting yeah and there's nothing wrong with that there's some amazingly talented uh, you know muralist in Miami but the with with us everything is completely custom so mm-hmm. we meet with a client our goal is to is to learn about them and learn what they need and create a piece of art that is completely specific to them and you know the way to look at that is if you go on our Instagram and look no project looks like any other project there is no you know sort of consistent other than super clean lines and and you know our, our details are always perfect mm-hmm. but in terms of stylistically everything is different because what we do is a hundred percent original for that client
2: yeah I think versatility is really important we're able to just sort of blend ourselves in with whatever uh clients branding that we're working with but i think also from a design standpoint i think our focus on sign painting and hand lettering is something that really sets us apart because we can we can play with graphic design studios because we can do hand lettering and we can do uh you know branding and digital design but we can also play with muralists because we have our murals we can do our signs and i think our our love of brushstroke lettering is really visible in all of the areas of design. So when we're designing something digitally, we're still hand lettering, you know, at least your headers, your logos, your, your like main points, mm-hmm. murals, our letters, you know, I, I, think, um, I think our love of sign painting is something yeah. that, that helps us stand out at least here locally in Florida, because yeah, it's not sure. a big thing down here. Yeah,
1: yeah because, I mean, because, I think because we started off with typography and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of honing that, and we're able to incorporate that into murals, you know, our, our lettering is, you know, I don't want to like say like we're perfect, but we really take pride in, in the quality of our lettering and, and the, the sharpness of the edges, you know, whether it's script or block lettering. So that definitely is something that, that you know, we do that not a lot of other uh, muralists in Miami are, are just have the capability to do because they, they don't really focus on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So what is the question you would like me to ask the next guest for you?
2: Hmm. So I, I think our favorite thing to discuss with creatives is just like client nightmares. Yeah. So we'd love to hear some more of those. Uh, If they have any juicy stories, anything that's just gone, you know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I would say, so like what, you know, what is the, you know, the worst project you've worked on in terms of the challenges and how did you work through that? I think that's really the what we would, legitimately want to know from other other artists is you know we all know what the nightmares are like but how did you work through that nightmare like how did you how did you take that to to the completion point whether it's a a negative or positive completion point Mm -hmm. you know how did you move through that process
0: i love it so i've got give me a juicy client nightmare story and how did you work through it
2: absolutely
0: i love it you guys have reached the end of the quickie podcast thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate you being on the show Thank you for having
2: us. us. That was really
0: fun. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to part two of this interview with Cynthia and Ben. I really appreciate your time. And if you are digging what you're hearing here on the Quickie Podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and iTunes or Spotify, wherever you are listening, and leave a rating and a review. Thank you. In advance, I'd really appreciate it. Talk soon. See you tomorrow. Bye.